Mom? Mom? What is it, love? I can't decide what to pack. Ah, well, that's good. What? Why? Well, if you're already packing, you've obviously got your valid passport, travel insurance, checked local COVID travel and visa rules. You know, the stuff you really need to know before you go. Travelling this summer? Put peace of mind top of your list with a trip to dfa.ie forward slash travelwise. An initiative of the Government of Ireland. The Home Show. With Colour Trend. Bring home Irish colour with Colour Trend paint. This is News Talk. Welcome along to The Home Show with me, Sinead Ryan. Coming up today, from Barbie to Playstations, we look at the toys in your home that could be valuable antiques. Tents and teepees, some of the must-have children's furniture you need for your little ones. As colleges prepare to welcome back students, we look at dorm room design essentials. If you'd like to get involved in the show today, you can text us here at The Home Show at 53106 for 30 cent or email us at thehomeshow at newstalk.com. You'll find me over on Twitter at Sinead underscore Ryan. And remember, you can listen live or listen back to the show and all of our podcasts on the Newstalk app powered by Go Loud. You're very welcome along to the show, folks. Uh, thanks to Roisin Murphy for sitting in the chair last week. I'll be talking to her later on. But I was away on a little bit of a holiday and I came home to Dara O'Brien's housing plan. Now, I have to say, at a little bit of a Groundhog Day moment, this is the fourth such plan in four years. It's his first. And on reading through it, it is certainly high on ambition. It seems to be costed out. Uh, and it has a kind of slow ramping up over the next 10 years, which I suppose is better than being overly ambitious about stuff we can do this year or next year. The only thing I, I found in it, and I know there's been a lot of detractors and I'm not going to particularly add to them, but the sense is it's not enough and it's not quickly enough. OK, yada, yada. One of the most disappointing elements is the delay yet again in introducing hammering home a vacant land tax and a vacant home tax. And we're told we can't do this yet because we have to wait on more data. Well, now that's balderdash. We don't need to wait on more data. There are 90,000 vacant homes out there. We know who owns them. We know where they are. There has been research done uh, countless times on this. Okay, so we're not reinventing the wheel here. What we don't want to do, it seems to me, is tackle any of them and get them back into use or even find out the reason they're vacant. And this is not the people, folks, who are in nursing homes. It's not the stuff waiting on probate. That's all separate. These are homes that we cannot seem to do anything about or even find out who owns. Well, here's my suggestion for the vacant land that the developers want to get paid for watching the grass grow and the vacant homes. How about we introduce a rule that creates a compulsory purchase order? by the 31st of May next year, if we can't identify who owns it. How about that? Yes, okay, people are going to say, that's unconstitutional, you can't do that, how dare you? I think that would concentrate the mind of a lot of the people that we claim we can't go after. Let's see what happens. Are you in favour of that? Would you be in favour of a CPO order on a plot of land which a developer is sitting on and deliberately not building on? None to do with planning, none to do with money, just wants to watch that grass grow. CPO it. Let's see what happens after that. Now, rant over. I am back off my holidays. You're very welcome along to the show this morning. 
Now, children's toys have always made for excellent collectibles from teddy bears of the mid 20th century to the Pokemon cards of the 90s. Even the fidget spinners of today will be antiques in 15 or 20 years. But what are the hot items in the antique toy world today? Well, I'm delighted to say I'm joined by the Associate Director and Auctioneer at Herman and Wilkinson of Rathmines, Ross O'Sullivan. Morning, Ross. You're very welcome back to the show. Thanks for having me. Now, toys it seems to me, have always been collectible. Is that, do you think, down to a, just a bit of nostalgia or is it just cold hard profit? It's a mixture of both. I think for any toy collector, they always start off with a nostalgic attachment to a certain toy or to a certain sector of toys that they like to collect. But on the other hand, there's an awful lot of profit to be made in the collection of toys and also the marketing of toys as well so Mm. again the toy companies themselves on a larger scale like to boast the fact that their toys are collectible or can be collectible you can see that with american girl dolls for example in america Um, modern uh, dolls can be bought today but all of a sudden in 10 years time that's a collectible doll yeah somebody wants the one made in the 1950s a barbie all right okay and um who buys this stuff i mean is it middle-aged people kind of saying, oh, I want kind of a toy for my childhood or it's something handed down from as a family heirloom? There's a little bit of a mixture. So there's uh, certain collectors who buy toys from their era that they would have played with and they would have liked. Um, and then there's also people who buy toys for their children or their grandchildren to show them what they have, uh, what they played with when they were kids. So, for example, uh, Ian Dowling from Irish Pickers, he purchased a a Bosco trike off us, but it wasn't for himself. It was to give to his Ah. nephew. So, for example, there you have someone going out, purchasing a Bosco trike, restoring it, and then giving it to their nephew, handing it down to kind of show them, well, I had one of these. Yeah. You know, now there's a slight increase in the gaming collectibles that we never would have seen before. Electronic gaming? Electronic gaming, Right, that's not an antique. No, no, (laughs) but you have, for example, you have the, uh, there's a Nintendo entertainment system from the 60s. And um, if you have one of them in its box now, I think one went on eBay for about 100,000. Wow. So that's a sector we would have known nothing about previously. Condition is really important, I know, in your business Mm -hmm. and, you know, how things look and how they've been maintained. Now, toys would seem to fall into the category of being well used and a bit wrecked. So you were saying there earlier about Nintendo in the box. How important does it really increase the value if it's preserved as opposed to played with for the last 50 years? Well, for example, um, take the Nintendo the Nintendo that's old that was wrapped up in its box never touched one that is, has been played with and well used you could buy on eBay for about 900 euro so the difference oh, in value a is difference. 100 fold you do have an awful lot of collectors who for example would have bought Barbies or would have bought um, say Star Wars figures yes. and they would have kept them in the box left them untouched but it's very rare to see in Ireland because everyone hands something down yeah, in Ireland, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. So often brothers hand their toys mm. down, sisters hand their toys down, and they're they're played with by three, four sets of. Yeah, sets I of know. Kids, I know. 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 In our house, there were always I've I've one brother and and two sisters, so there was the kind of the mix of toys. Mm. But those little matchbox cars. Yes. Now yes. there seems to be an awful lot of those and. And they were always kind of put back in the box and mm. put back on the shelf just for tidiness yeah, sake, yeah. not because there was any mm. inherent value in yeah, it. Yeah. But do you see those trading hands yes. now? Yes, like there's, there's been a little bit of a shift in that uh, sector. So you would have always had like dinky cars, for example. They would have always been extremely popular. Now we're starting to see like Hot Wheels cars 
which are the, the move, we're moving slightly forward in years, coming into the 70s, the 80s, the 90s mm. of Hot Wheels, and they are starting to now make uh, like very high value. Now, Ross, tell me if there was somebody to walk into your showroom mm-hmm. and they had one toy that you just, it made you gasp, what would it be? Pokemon cards are massive at the moment. Like, oh, I'm surprised massive. to hear you say I know, that. they are massive Even at the I moment. Even I remember the Pokemon yeah, cards. Yeah, yeah, they're <laughs> massive at the moment, really highly should collectible. Should have kept some of them. <laughs> That's what everyone I talk to says, we should have kept some of them. But yeah, um, yeah um, there's a couple of cards now that are extremely rare. So tell me, Ross, if somebody now is listening to this and they're thinking, oh, there's a few old stuff up in the attic or out in the shed. Mm. What what kind of things might people have at home do you see coming in now that they should be on the lookout for? Great things that we see in Ireland that are of value to go to international market. You see a lot of the MB board games. So uh, Hasbro would have made, uh, made mm-hmm. the board games, so like Mousetrap. Uh, all that really? Stuff. Yeah. So I think they're still, you know, bopping around in loads of houses. 100%. So we're looking for the early issues of them mm. that are in decent condition. And we have came across a couple of them. Um, another thing as well, like we have in the auctions at the moment, loads of collectible car, little toy cars in their boxes. Mm. Uh, Corgi and Dinky was obviously very popular in Ireland. And they still hold a lot of value. Mm. We've a, we probably, we'll probably have a, about 400 cars coming up for auction in the next uh, three or four months. Uh, with ourselves and again another thing that is massive in Ireland is um, die cast uh, models of soldiers so the soldier sets and soldier regiments make a fortune Um, and they're still something that's desirable in say the Irish and the UK market rather than the wider and a global market and just talk to me a little bit about because it's hard for me to wrap my head around the people who buy these items Mm -hmm. I, I mean I Look, there's collectors in all sorts of things. And there's a bit of me, I get the kind of the china and the art and the stuff you can display. But what do the collectors do with the stuff they collect? Is it for display or do they just hold on to it and see it appreciate in value? They don't play with it, obviously. No, it is a complete mixture. So you, you do have people who collect toys, obviously, to use them and appreciate them. Mainly from the collector side, you have your collector who will fit out his garage and display all the items right down to the collector who has a filing system and a boxing system to store, again, an investment that they've okay. made. So yeah. it's a complete mixture across the board. Again, mainly in Ireland, they're mostly for display. Well, if anybody is listening to this mm-hmm. now, Ross, and they are thinking, I will go and have a little rummage when the show's over and uh, mm-hmm. find out what's in my attic, where can they find out more about what they might have mm-hmm. and what it might be worth? So the best thing to do would either to be get in contact with me on social media or else uh, give us an email in Herman Wilkinson and we will help you, endeavour to help you because if we can't sell it here in Ireland we have channels to the US. Brilliant. And, and you'll be looking now for things like dates and barcodes and, and exactly. photographs. And you, so you'll know kind of instinctively what's Instinctively what's the what's best thing to do send us your information and send us a photograph because with toys it's highly yeah. very important that we get triggers to be able to see what, what we're looking at. And if it's still wrapped and in its oh, box yes. well you're you're on a flyer there. All right. Ross O'Sullivan from uh, Herman and Wilkinson in Rathmines. Thank you so much for bringing no us all that Thanks for on me. The Home Show. Thanks for having me. Now, when it comes to furniture for children, many of us will just go for miniature adult pieces. But I wonder, is there a more creative option out there for little ones, especially the classier designer little ones? Well, yes, is the answer for my next guest, who brings function, imagination and creativity to children's design. Mary Ryder, interior designer and managing director of Curated Limited. Good morning. You're very welcome along to The Home Show. 
Thanks for having me, Sinead. So talk to me a little bit about the type of furniture that parents nowadays are are finding for their children's rooms, because it seems to me it's a bit about that mingling play with functionality. Kids' bedrooms now are not only a functional space to sleep in, but have turned into incredible playgrounds. And we're finding that, especially since lockdown, when families were all cooped up together, Mm. Uh, and, you know, very much uh, confined to the four walls that parents have had to be a little bit more inventive um, in creating breakout spaces for their kids to uh, actually play Well, you in. can say it, get rid of them. Right? Well, well, that too. And, and let's face it, in the interests of family harmony, we all love each other very much. But to stay loving each other, you need to be able to get away at various stages. Yes, of course. So go to your room should be a nice thing for the child to do. Um, so talk to me about what kind of furniture we're talking about here, because I've had a look at, at some of the stuff that you're involved in, and it's teepees and boats and tents. And now when we were kids we had two chairs and we strung a blanket over it and that was a tent but but actually there's really fantastic stuff there talk to me about some of the designs the little teepees are one of our best sellers they're absolutely adorable they are fabulous especially for people who are in really tight spaces because they're light they're portable and they only take up uh, just over a square meter but erect it and you suddenly have a den a playground a sanctuary it's somewhere that a kid can go into, we'd love to say read a book, probably. <laughs> we know it's probably with a device in their hands. But um, it allows them time out, it allows them to use their imagination. It's also a great sulking ground, you know, if you're having a row, hop time in there. Time out, time oh, no, out the teepee. Yeah. My dog does it. <laughs> my dog, I, my Vita comes to the showroom with me every day. And if he hasn't had, if we've had a really busy day and he hasn't had enough attention... When it comes to going home time, he will, to punish me, he will pop into one of the tents and (laughs) stick himself in there, have a little five minutes, sulk on his own and and then come out. Now, beds, of course, are really important. Probably the most important piece of furniture in a child's bedroom. So how do you make that playful and child friendly? Well, first of all, it has to be robust and practical. Mm. And there's no point in having something that looks, uh, you know, amazing that is going to fall apart. So that is the starting point. Um, And then after that, anything goes. We have an amazing range. One of our best sellers is one that looks like a treehouse. And it's accessed, you know, it can be a single or a double and accessed up a ladder. And then if you go for the bells and whistle version, you can exit down the slide. Oh, fabulous. Who wouldn't want that? Who Get the children. Who yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, some of them you look at and you go, God, I wish they made them adult size. Yeah, you know? yeah. Brilliant. Okay. Now, other things, of course, that you do, it's not just the bits of furniture. Uh, you think lighting is really important in a child's room. Are you talking about little night lights or because kids, some kids just don't like the dark at all? We have, there are gorgeous sets of little night lights in the shape of little mice, dinosaurs. I mean, utterly adorable. Um, as you say, for kids to maybe just leave something glowing in you know, in a corner mm. um, or light the way to the loo in the middle of the night. But also practical lighting in terms of bedside lighting for kids who are, you know, if they're reading in bed mm. um, and also proper task lighting because a lot of kids are working 
and doing the, you know their homework sure. for their bedrooms as well. Sure, and you need much much higher levels yeah. of that. Where do you source most of your products? We are lucky in that ninety percent of our suppliers are European. And why why I'm saying lucky is we're not experiencing the horrific delays. The Brexit, of course, has caused one Brexit, goodness. and then all the transport issues yeah, that people yeah, yeah. are experiencing from bringing things in from Asia. Okay. Now you've a wider customer base than just parents looking to dicky up their child's nursery. Talk to me about the other types of customers that you have. Well, it's a full furniture and lighting showroom. We have incredibly broad client base. One of our best sellers uh, is a sofa that uh, transmogrifies into whatever you want it to be. It's a it's a contemporary sofa, but it yep. works brilliantly for older people who are normally terrified of contemporary furniture because they feel they, they won't be able to get out of it. And they're they're going to be stuck, of them. <laughs> stuck there. Um, and this is an amazing piece because yep. you can move the the back of it so that you can either slouch in it, you can sit upright oh, on it. Oh, super. You know, okay, you can have it so, at different levels. All right. Absolutely. Now, Mary, where can people find out more about your products and your furniture and your design? The physical showroom. And we are delighted to be able to welcome you back in there. Where's that? Is 21 Corrig mm-hmm. Road. But you can also get reach us on our website, which is curated.ie. Wonderful. All right. Mary Ryder, interior designer to the child stars in our homes today. Thank you so much for joining us on The Home Show this morning. Thanks, Sinead. Now, still to come on The Home Show, are you tired of your boring plain white radiators? Well, I found some ones that look like pieces of art and they're up next. So grab yourself a coffee and join me back here on The Home Show at Newstalk. The Home Show with Colour Trend. Bring home Irish colour with Colour Trend paint. This is News Talk. And you're very welcome back to The Home Show here on News Talk. Uh, now, if you're just joining us, I had a chat with Ross O'Sullivan at the top of the show. He's an antiques expert uh, with regard to children's toys and collectibles and teddy bears and all of that. Uh, so why don't you take a listen back to that on the News Talk app, which is powered by Go Loud, And you can text us at any time here on 53106 for 30 cent or email us at thehomeshow at newstalk.com. And you know what? If you have a picture of a teddy you think might be worth something, why don't you send it along to us? Now, before I went away on holidays, you remember we looked at some of the essential tech that you should have for your kitchen. We had everything from Italian speaking dishwashers to Wi-Fi coffee playlist makers. Well, I promised we would look at a more amazing tech for the other rooms in the home. And I'm delighted to say I'm joined again by Kira O'Brien, business and technology correspondent with The Irish Times. Good morning, Kira. Thanks for having me. One of the things that interests me is the whole area of heating because we're all trying to find more efficient ways of doing this, but also more beautiful ways of maybe changing how the radiators look. And you came across these absolutely gorgeous. Are they like, um, they're panels really rather than radiators. They Talk are. to me about them. Well, there's, there's a couple of different versions of them. They're basically, they're Livingstone radiant panels and you'd have to go and look at them. I mean, I would encourage anybody listening to this, go take a look at them. They they're look like pieces beautiful. of sculpture really, aren't they? Yeah, I mean, look, we all have the, the bog standard radiators in our kitchens. These are, they're more like pieces of art. They mm. really are. And they're made from reconstituted marble powder. So there's three different versions of them. So there's the, the one that most of us would use. It's a hydronic radiator. I think it's called. I mean, it's, it, it uses water. The smarter ones are the uh, the electric and the hybrid ones. And 
they basically come with a smart thermostat built into it. So we, like I have a smart heating controls at home. Um, we can put uh, thermostatic valves on all the radiators. This would already be built into it. So mm. once the radiator, once the, the room gets to a certain point, it will it turn it off. It off. Yeah. And that's brilliant, you it, know. It, 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 and they are, they do look fabulous. But these though. actually are incorporated onto the wall. So looking at them, you would have no idea they were radiators. No. And, and it seen, frees up then the lower wall, doesn't it? Exactly. So, I mean, we're all looking for ways to find more space in our homes as well, especially because we are all living, working, having leisure time at home. Yeah, you know, yeah. the, the home is now the focal point. And look, if we're going to do that, we may as well have something on the wall that, that doesn't nice. make us feel bad exactly about our right. room. That's the Livingstone Radiant panels. They really do look fab. Mm-hmm. Now, I had only just got over the fact that pets wore coats and jackets and... And hats and things. We love they our have pets. their own tech. Now, talk to me about the pet kit dog bowl. Yes, there's um, there's a few different uh, smart pet things. Now, look, we, we all kind of embraced pets during lockdown. Well, I have two fish, so you know that's that's about as far as I go. Uh, there's nothing smart for fish <laughs> apart from a feeder. I don't think the fish are terribly smart. <laughs> no, well, my fi- the, the fish know when they're being fed. That's all I ask for. Um, <laughs> But they have, there's, there's a, basically a few of these different bowls that you can get that will, has a scale built in. So we all know that we need to feed our pets a certain amount, uh, unless it's fish, in which case it's just throw the food in and hope for the best. Um, the, uh, the These bowls, basically what they do is you, they have a scale built in so you can weigh the food as you give it to them. But also you can see what's left behind because it's all very well weighing out the food. But if you don't know how much they've eaten. You yeah. Know. Okay. So there's a few of these types now. I like the idea that you can pick up those bowls relatively cheaply, maybe about 50 euro. Um, some people might think they're overkill, but, yeah. you know, what can okay. you do? Well, if your dog's on a special diet, and, and dogs are desperate at managing their own food. I mean, cats will only eat when they're hungry, but dogs can can just keep eating because it's there. So it's kind of like fish. like us. <laughs> and fish, believe me. Um, I mean, I say I throw the food in. I don't. Before people kind of come back to me on, on Twitter, tell me I'm mistreating the fish. I don't. And there are smart um, toys for dogs as well. There are. But just, just before we move on from the bowls, the, the, the issue is if you have two pets, how do you know which pet is eating? the food you know so it could be that like I I just or even the, the kids mess with the food you know so there is another bowl that you can get which uh, by an Italian company called uh, Volta it's called a Mookie bowl and it uses AI to recognise your pet's face and then it opens the little hatch and will only open for that pet I've heard it all now, folks. That would work in my family. <laughs> well, I need it for, I, I th- sometimes think I need it for the, the, the fridge. It would save me a fortune in exactly. uh, child protection stuff to keep them away. But yeah, so there's also a number of these these toys that you can get. Like there's a, a, a camera called a, a Furbo, I think it is. And basically what it is, is you can, it's an interactive pet camera and it has treats built into it. So you can fire some pet treats at your dog while you're at work. Uh, because this is going to be the issue. I mean, like people have got pets My and now goodness. people are going to be going back to the office That's and these the pets thing. are going to be on their and own. And they're going to be lonely and there's been lots of charities like Dogs Trust mm-hmm. who have said, look, we're expecting a deluge of, of pets who just don't understand where their owners have gone. Yeah. Okay, now while we're in the garden, um, you want to talk about your lawnmower. How yes. how special can a lawnmower be, Kira? Well, I like, as I said before, I like things that take the tedium out of having to live. And this, my one of my things is like we moved during lockdown, which was very stressful, would not recommend it. We moved house and we moved from somewhere that had like a postage stamp sized garden that you could mm-hmm. cut in five minutes to a house that had a significantly larger garden. Um, and it was a shock to the system because I just like, I mean, before you could just leave the grass and, you know, it'd grow and mm. you'd cut it and it'd take you five minutes. And now it's like, it's, it's a, it's a, 
it's an hour job and one that I've managed to ditch uh, and and, and <laughs> push elsewhere. But now we have this Husqvarna automower. It's a, the 415X, I think is the thing. And what it does is it's a robot lawnmower. Now, it's not like the robot Hoover, which we also have. Yeah, the little Roomba that bombs yeah. around the little place. Yeah. We have, I have two of those at the moment, actually. We, I'm testing one. Um, it's a Xiaomi one it's from Dream and it's a mop as well, which, by the way, if you've got any kind of glossy tiles, which we do, um, would highly recommend. But the I keep referring to, my husband nicknamed the, the, the robot lawnmower Bob so we refer to him as Bob otherwise he accidentally gets called the robot uh, the, the, the the garden vacuum which he's not okay. so what they do is they go around and you put these guide wires in because it's not quite like the the um Roomba. The yeah. Roomba, where it will use a laser and kind of map your house for you. Okay. What you have to do is you put these guide wires in t- to tell it where to go, more importantly, where to not go. Uh, and then it will go off every two days. You can set a schedule like every two or three days in the summer. It Off it goes. It goes around the garden. It cuts everything and it leaves the grass clippings behind it, okay. which apparently, as I found out, is good for your garden. Oh, right. So you don't, don't have, have to... Is it all a bit creepy, though? I mean, I'm only thinking if I'm in the house and suddenly that thing starts up, I'd be like, whoa! We can't hear it. That's the thing. It's not like a regular lawnmower. You know, it's like, our lawnmower is noisy. You know, it's, yeah. it's it's got a motor in it. This, I actually, I saw it go past and I was like, is it actually doing anything? But then you can see, because the sides of the garden where it can't go have now grown significantly. Yeah, That's the only yeah. bit I have to do. Actually, let's be honest, it's the only bit I have to ignore. Um, so it's, you know, it off it goes. And it also has, see, my big thing was like, what happens if somebody just jumps the wall and takes a lawnmower? So on the you connect it to the app, you can see where it it has a GPS location oh, on it. So right. I can see where it is. So you can see where it yeah. is. Now, if one of the neighbours nicks it for their own garden. Well, it won't work, you see. That's the thing, because you have right. to have the guide wires in. I tried okay. it. I brought it into the front garden. I thought, right, let's see if it, and it just, it won't work. So, But it right. also has an alarm on it. So if you pick it up or you flip it over or you try to move it in any way, you have 30 seconds to put in the code or else it basically like okay. a car alarm goes off. Super. Okay, so that's a Husqvarna mm-hmm. um, mower. And what kind of money are we looking at there? Uh, you are looking, it's, it's over 2000 for the one that, that I'm using at the moment. But right. I'm, it depends. How do you value your time? I mean, how many hours will you spend well, between, during the summer? Between that and the, the... You've saved us money on the home security system by using the phone. So there, there you go. go. That's our justification. Put it towards a lawnmower. All right. Kira O'Brien, business and technology correspondent with the Irish Times. Thanks for joining us again on The Home Show. Thank you for having me. Now, still to come on The Home Show, dorm room decker that won't break the bank. Yes, our resident architect, Roisin Murphy, will be joining me after the break to give some design advice to all those students preparing to return to college or indeed go for the first time. Also, what do Jude and Anthony have in common and what have they got to do with your home? Can you guess? I'll have the answer for you after the break. So why don't you grab yourself a coffee, snuggle up and join me back here in The Home Show on News Talk in a few minutes. And you're very welcome back to The Home Show here on News Talk. I'm Sinead Ryan with you this morning. And if you're just joining us now, we had a lovely item at the top of the show about antique toys and what kind of things might be in your attic that might actually be worth a few quid. Uh, So do listen back to that on the News Talk app, which is powered by Go Loud. Now, of course, at this segment in the show, I'm delighted to welcome back Roisin Murphy, our design diva, (laughs) uh, to this power show, who did a phenomenal job last week. Well done. If I only to do a little bit of the rest of it, we were doing those pots. 
<laughs> together. So, but it was fun. And and I have to say, I'm not half envious. I'm fully envious of that holiday you were on. It looked well, fab. Uh, well, I had a lovely holiday, folks. Yes, I was delighted to get away on a plane. Actually, anywhere. I remember arriving in the airport. We were actually heading to Italy. But I looked at the board, you know, the big board of, of kind of departure flights. And I thought, bar Leeds, Bradford. Take me anywhere. <laughs> I don't care where I go. Let me get on a plane. It was lovely. Went to yeah. northern Italy. And actually we took, I was thinking of you because we took a day trip to Verona. Yeah. Home of oh. Romeo and Juliet. I know. And, but mostly home of the beautiful 2000 year old arena yeah. uh, where they were preparing for Aida. Uh, the Ooh. opera. It was stunning. And you know what it struck me, Roshi? Yeah. Nobody did architecture like the Romans. <laughs> you know, there's a thing. We had a lecture in college, right? When I went in, it was all, they were not trying to push modernism on us. This was, you were coming back from, you were coming from a bungalow in Kildare to study architecture. You weren't allowed to go to Italy. There was an actual recommended ban from ever because it was so, it, Italy is so sublime. Your head would be turned. Your head would be. Yeah. And why not? And to know what, okay, you have this fabulous arena and we've been to, I've been to the Colosseum and all that. But it's still standing. Now, not perfect yeah. by any means. 2,000 years later. And the Italians have this way of integrating modern buildings. And I, when I say modern with the Italians, of course, that's anything from the 15th century onwards. Oh, no, they're good with the modernism with as well. ancient. Yeah. It, they have that yeah. mix that they just seem to do. They didn't have a 70s moment in they, Italy, no, did they? No, I'll tell you what, they have had the 70s. They did brilliant 70s. They just have natural style and they do it with their food as well and they're unpretentious the thing about the Italian if you think about their food you eat food very gregariously they're not doing the starters mayor courses anti-past you can eat with bread you know what mm. I mean whereas mm. I think further up towards England France Ireland we're more, far more formal and we're a bit that's why our architecture fails a bit not enough not enough style yeah a lot of caution yeah. OK, well, it was fantastic yeah. and I'm delighted to be back. But well done. You did a super segment. Thanks, so way. So, so you'll probably you. be in the chair again. Now, here we are in September. I can hardly believe we have got to this point in the year already. And of course, for lots and lots of families out there, that means back to school and it means back to college. And for all of those happy, hopefully, leaving certs that got the results uh, yesterday, mm-hmm. uh, they will now be looking towards college and, and where they're going to live and all of that. So we thought we'd talk about dorm rooms I love now, this of course now when mm. we think of student accommodation well when I do I'm mm-hmm. thinking of you know bed sits in rath mines and kind of pot noodles and damp on that's the ceiling. over it is over yeah that's over unfortunately I mean some of the student <laughs> residences I have to say you know the the I'll be make my little, tiny little point about the move of the landlord the small landlord out of student accommodation is very sad in Ireland we need a mix of everything so the giant student residence I don't care who's designing them uh, okay we needed accommodation but this thing of designed interiors for students not for me I love that thing that we all did where you got the blank canvas you had your Saturday night and a fever, fever poster. To buy, to then buy you the went furniture. down to the Blackberry Markets in Ranel or whatever it was. And then you would do, you had to MacGyver up an interior and it was really, really good. So for me, I think that it's very difficult for kids to do it now, particularly as there's getting these popped out dorm rooms and like these ubiquitous students, which are also causing affordability issues. But we won't go to there. Cause I'm but they're to efficient talk and they meet regulations and they are But they're not necessarily. Serviceable. We won't go there, Sinead. We can't have that conversation because it's a bit like talking about politics and religion in Ireland. 
I think they're pushing the price of land up. So we just leave it at that. And that's my, but I do think that there are ways that you can personalize your space. Okay, so if you are that it, it, that person, and in fairness, most students would prefer to be in a warm, comfortable place than the beds okay, of now, the 70s. Okay, now most probably. students, if not all of them, are on a really, really tight budget, more than most. So talk to me about uh, people going back now. They've yeah. found maybe just a room in a house yeah. or maybe they're sharing a, a, a two-bed yeah. apartment. How on the cheap can you make okay. that really stylish? I'm going to say something here because I've actually written in my invisible book on interiors. This is one of my first chapters because it was my first awakening was in my first, it was a mug. You buy what you need now and treat it like an object you're bringing into your first home. Now how you do, and it makes you feel far more optimistic than kitting out either a rented room or a dorm room. So the things that you touch, your mug, what you drink out of, bring your own Cutlery, mugs, cups, plates and go with it. Do the Aaron Streeties, do the fantastic um, John Ryan pottery, whatever you need. The second thing I would say is buy good sheets, duvet and blankets. Now, that's nothing to do with decor. That's to do with investing in your own future. OK, so you and also a topper for a mattress just to take that kind of moment away of how many bodies have slept mm, in this. Really indeed. important psychologically to have clean sheets and your own cutlery. And that's fun because that's something you carry your whole life. So you're kind of it's like a stepping stone into your first interior design and you will remember them and your kids will say, where's this mad thing you go? It's from when I was a student. The second thing is <laughs> there's nothing wrong with a skip raid. If you can get a road sign, don't apologise. We all did it. Now, it is illegal. So unless it's in a skip, don't touch it, OK? Roisin, but- you and your skip diving. I swear to God, you've probably furnished your current home out of a skip as well. Yes, a salvaged break. As we call it salvage now. But I would say, OK, there's other It's the tricks. difference between secondhand and vintage, isn't oh, it? Oh, listen, that's what we were saying. It's completely come okay. into its own. Tell us where you would not go then. What, what, what should you not salvage? What should you not salvage? Rubble is very difficult to salvage. <laughs> Although it's good for the, I wouldn't salvage. I would uh, food. Never salvage food. Anything in a black bin. Mattress. Mattress is a no. But I would say to people in mattresses, do not. You do not need to throw your mattress in a skip. It can go for for into a re, a recycling centre, or there's actually a good co- company will come and collect it for you for forty quid. Okay. No mattresses out of the skip, please. So, and they are manky. So dorm room deck. So the first thing for a student is buy invest in something, even if it's yeah. something very small, personal. That's portable immediately. Yeah. So and that creates a kind of a, a tether to yourself. To yourself, and okay. it's your identity. Uh, I also recommend posters. In particular, there's a huge range of good prints in Ireland. You can go from Mazer Art, you can go to Jammed Art, you can go to all and sorts of... And they're not expensive. No, but they're great. You can get like a map from, um, you know, BB Cuts does beautiful maps. You can get a map of your hometown in Westport or something like that. Something that anchors you back to yourself and you yes, hang them. Yes. Now, if there's difficulty hanging and stuff, there's a couple of ways you can do it. You can do suction cup... Um, kind of stainless steel wires so you're not fixing onto the walls. Yeah, we've and talked about this before because yes. some landlords won't won't yeah. like you plugging in a nail. So there's lots of ways and standing Well, that's posters. it. So suction cup is like the thing that you'd see, you know, you just, it's literally a rubber silicone cup. You can get them at hooks, you can get them anywhere and you can hang a rope to that or a little bit of string and then you can peg your photographs to the frameless ones so it's light. And that also can be a diary. You can put all your friends in that and pull a Polaroid camera, something that makes you be creative and hip. I have to say one of the most important things and this is really important for instance say if you have somebody in a long this isn't just about rental accommodation this is about people in and I in 
you know, in hospitals, for instance, who may be on long term stays or residents. And I learned this, I have to say, from a child play therapist in Temple Street. So a big shout out to them in Temple Street where they would give kids who were there for a long time little um, strings of lights. And, you know, fairy lights, very simple. You can change them up, a little house plant. Now, I also have to say, I sound like I'm a nutter here, but tiny house plants exist. Little cacti are absolutely gorgeous in small pots. They are. Now, do students want to be responsible for a living, breathing thing like a plant? Is it good training for the future? I think, well, it's, uh, I have to, you you might be right about that. (laughs) I have to say, I've but, seen a dead cactus. But there's cactus. nothing stopping, you but know, maybe are... a student having something green, <laughs> like herbs or uh, something to look after I, that yeah, you but, can nurture. Okay, yeah? well, I'm talking about nice pots as well. I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> You're a design element I'm rather than the feeding yourself. I am. I'm kind of going, look, if they're not going to do so well on the on the plants, there's and I'm talking about small space. So there is, in bulldog design, do beautiful, tiny, like little terrazzo pots that they actually gave us here for the home show. And I have to ap- apologise. My son robbed one immediately and said, because they're so tiny and perfect. And there also are permanent, there are, you know, ways in which you can kind of grow orchids and stuff like that long term in very little soil. Mm. Be careful about the soil you're putting in, but things but things like that are beautiful. And, and, okay, and hanging plants and things hanging like plants. that. Okay. A rug can go down very easily. And also... I have to say, you know, I'm all mad for the mirrors, the leaning mirrors on the floors and all that. This is where this comes in to play. Like you can put a full length mirror, leans against the wall. Or likewise, you can paint a bit of plywood, paint it black. Um, you can stick one a thing for hanging your clothes on it. You can use ways of personalising your space that are really creative. Yeah. And also a bit of bunting. I yeah. love a bit of bunting. And of course, you'll want now picture frame for the mummy uh, to go on the bedside locker there. All right. Don't, don't <laughs> room don't frighten decker. Don't forget your partner. That, right? And okay. no soft toys. I'm sorry. That's just the rule going to the dorm. Just You'll have to sneak one in and put it at the bottom of the bed. All right. Now, before we move on to the next item, take a listen to this. <laughs> Okay, that was, of course, the Beatles and uh, probably the most famous number. And uh, Jude, of course, is the name of a very famous saint um, of hopeless causes, if I recall um, my catechism properly. Uh, And it's right up there with Saint Anthony. And why are we talking all about this on the home show, Roisin? And it's because of home names. Yes, and why people, and I, th- I wonder, is it a peculiarly Irish thing? I suspect it may oh, well be. I don't know. My that we name our homes instead of using a perfectly good air code. Okay, I'm going to ask you a question. Name one of the most famous first lines of literature in relation to house names. It's one of those, uh, you haven't done enough Tell pub me, quizzes. I, you just uh, haven't. Uh, uh, last night I woke and dreamt I found myself in Manderley. <laughs> right. Okay, so I have to say it was Rebecca, Daphne Demure. It was one of the most provocative sentences I ever read as a young nine-year-old girl. I and am saying that because I had access to books that were way Do you know there's a house on my road yeah. which is called Manderley and I think it's the most pretentious <laughs> thing. <laughs> oh man, that Sorry, 1950s a, movie. It's, it's a four-bed oh. semi. That's Seriously okay. now. In your head in Mandalay. That's what life is all about, Sinead. Transporting yourself into Mandalay from your four-bed cemetery. If that didn't want, if there weren't those urges and desires, I would not be where I am today sitting talking to you about design. Now, I have to say, I have a confession to make. And I think there's somebody out there, there's an 80-year-old in Kildare who's, who's, who's now going, I hope she doesn't tell this story. 
too late. It's coming. Our first home was a tin, ha- tin house. Everybody knows in the Curry Camp and it was in a, an, an assortment of houses that were very unusual. And our house had a name and it was called Schlee Dalla. Oh, no, it wasn't called Roe Cottage or Mandalay or anything. Like that. It's called Schlee Dalla. And do you know what it was named after? Go on. The place that Michael Collins got executed. Now, my father's good crack, right? But he, I kept thinking this was what I grew up with, thinking it was completely normal. Schlee right. Dalla. I think it's a, a cul-de-sac or a dead end. Schlee Dalla. Well, you see, so that tells me we are really <laughs> depressing at calling our house <laughs> Schlee Dalla, where Michael Collins was executed. I think it was there. Now, I mean, Pe- my father would the, be there going, it's not that one, it's where this happened in something in Irish history. The two most yeah. common saints names that we use on houses are hopeless causes yeah. and lost things. Yeah, and now you're hearing about a murder from the 1920s in Ireland. You're like, I mean, what is that? There's no hopefulness. <laughs> what happened to Riverview? I know. I did one oh, in the series this year. We have a rose cottage coming up. Rose I have cottage, to say, And I painted right. a lovely sign with roses on it. I did the whole thing because rose well, cottage, most commonly, we tend to call them apparently over th- uh, about St. Jude in Ireland, but in over over the water, they'll call them nice things like... They do. Yeah, or, or, actually, the one that gets me, because it possibly works in England, it definitely does not work in Ireland. And there are several housing estates called Tudor Manor. OK, I'm going <laughs> to ask you something, right? I'm going to say, you're a fan of these big pretentious houses. Downton Abbey. No problem with that. No problem with that. Big house on because hill. It Why not? Is no, Abbey. no, no. In fairness, big, big, big house, showy off house. You're Who not do you going think to call Downton Abbey number four. I'd love it. Downton. I'd love it. Road. Road. Number one, Regent <laughs> Regent Street Park is actually Buckingham Palace. I mean, come on, come on. Like, what is the other one? What's the famous one we've had? To, we had Brideshead revisited. The lads, the lads going up there. Like, there is a thing. What's okay for the rich isn't okay for the poor. Listen, when it is a one, I dare you say that to Claude McKenna. You better my, get him to change the name of that, is that house. Not Lady Claude now to you. <laughs> <laughs> right. I, 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 I do get why a one-off. A historic property would be called a name. There's only one of them and it needs to be differentiated. When it's a housing estate yeah, They and don't need anybody to tell them where they are. Roshi, now come be, on. I, those of us, I, I actually... The poor old postman. The po- I am telling you now, especially in Ireland where you can say uh, somebody Kelly's house down opposite the field and that will get there. We all know it. The weird person who plays with paints in It'll probably Kilkenny, get, there get there quicker than saying it's called Dunroman. Yeah, you know, well, done Roman Waterford. Yeah. But I do think there is part. Of, I actually was, and the reason I was so excited about this topic today was I was kind of going, maybe I'll pay. My, I might call my house a name. I did. What I would thought, you pick? What would I pick? What would I pick? Uh, and I have no idea. But I know I kind of had a moment where I thought I'd really like, and I even was thinking, it's just I think since the pandemic, that passion for our houses is literally bubbling over. I I have a friend who called her first house Cobnip. Sorry. And it, name. it was an acronym for currently owned by National Irish Bank. <laughs> which actually, at the time, <laughs> made a whole heap of sense and was honest oh, and truthful. Oh my, no, oh my, that, I love it, Cobnib. And where is National Irish Bank now? Well, there you go. Same now, way the house went. House, house is now owned by hedge funds. Anyway, my thing is, sorry, I love that Cobnib. It's a good name though. It sounds like catnip. I think I think there's nothing wrong with naming your house. And I think if it's good enough for Queenie and the Vatican, in fairness, because you know what that is, the Vatican. Guess what that means? Go on. Just the hill. 
It's like right. the, the house on the hill was called. They they took the name of the hill. In the understated <laughs> kind of uh, poverty stricken way that the Catholic Church operates there. Yeah, they're discreet. It's actually a palace for popes, which I thought was yeah. very. I thought that is not a funny thing now. Okay, so yeah. do you name your home? Do let do let us know <laughs> what is the name of your home. We won't laugh promise um, but actually I'm looking for the weird and wonderful not she the St. Jude's laughing not the St. Joseph's yeah. not all that, those ones but the kind of the oddball ones um, I'll and take a, a, a lot of them. modern buildings name them like there's one in I know there's one I thought there's one of my favourite names sorry I know I'm interrupting you which is I shouldn't but I did see a one really beautiful chair, one one week in the chair folks one week in the chair <laughs> <laughs> Easter Snow I thought it was beautiful and it's a house for sale actually and I, I, oh, I, one right. of my passions is scrolling through my home.ie I know that's so sad busman's oh, holiday we do that we do yeah, that all the time East, in the home show East, right. East, Easter snow beautiful. Easter snow okay. I thought that was lovely it's not uh, okay so get us in your uh, weird and wonderful house names what I'll do is I, I'll pop them up on Twitter the weird ones will get tweeted out folks I just to warn you at Sinead underscore Ryan uh, after the show and um, get, get, I don't know I I I don't do the house names thing. Anyway, uh, at this stage in the show, you usually yes. bring me in a little gift, a little object of design. Okay. Uh, right. I don't get to see them in this advance. This is, so there's a couple of ones here and I want you to have a look at them because I was reading, this woman is 10 years old. She is an Irish so company. Okay. She is featuring in a New York show. It's a lovely grey and silver she, It is a curated show, which I'm going to tell you about, called Design Object, a trade oh, show. I love And it is one of the this. most exclusive trade shows in the world she is going to be showing at. Now, who is... Okay, Jennifer let me, let, me, let me describe what this is first. These See? are, it looks like pure top Irish linen. linen. Napkins with an embossed yeah. in gold uh, threaded Knife and fork. Knife and fork. They are actually, that's her first piece she ever made in art college, which is her granny's silverware. I and I love that say, piece. I adore yeah. that. Now, it, I would. The feel. Yeah, it's so beautiful. But I also think the elegance and simplicity of oh, those in particular is beautiful. Gorgeous. The next one you're looking what at is a wonderful wild. wedding present that would be actually for somebody. Well, that's what she says. And she says that that's what they used to be. But people since the pandemic are buying them for themselves. Well, that thing that we're talking about in naming houses, the love of the house, where you are ritualising everything that you do. So this is another That's set another of, them. of napkins. Now, they're lovely. Are, oh, look at these wild Because flowers. this is a story about where she walks through, it is a place up at the back of Inchicore and she walked through a wild poppy field and that's ah, what they are. And she said exactly it's gone. That's exactly what she looks like. Um, Lots of thistles, yeah. poppies, buttercups, um, all beautifully, beautifully and embroidered. carefully embroidered And on can this. I just say one thing? She listens to our show because she said to me, Sinead doesn't like tablecloths. I don't like tablecloths. You're quite right, Jennifer. <laughs> right. But, but I that have is, to say, I that, do like napkins. And, and I'd say, beautiful. you see that one? It's a table runner. Yes. Oh, I see now. I do like a you runner. You see now. And, because but it I, goes down the middle. Of yeah, the and I have to oh, say, I knew, I told you, Jennifer, I'd say if she saw your stuff, she'd be like, oh my God, that is too, Just isn't so that beautiful. gorgeous? Now, talk to me a little bit about, yeah. we're all very practical here. Um, would you be using that with a view to washing it afterwards? She says they are incredibly versatile in the machine. Really? Yes. Because that is, would be a key consideration yeah. for people when napkins are concerned. Also, right? with, with regard to Jennifer, first of all, I'm so happy she listens to our show and that she was able to get involved in the argument about tablecloths versus runners. Mm. <laughs> so I would just say to you that I think that those napkins are the answer if you want to 
end our yeah they yeah. are aren't no, they you're, you're absolutely all for napkins all for the runner and these yeah. I have to say are very very pretty so a shout out there to Jennifer, Jennifer Slattery and congratulations and on her 10 year birthday in business wonderful and good luck that. in New York thank you Roisin for bringing it in will you pop a picture up on your Instagram account will. which is uh, Roisin Murphy Architect wonderful that's all we do have time for on the home show today. If you'd like to get involved in the show, if you have a topic you'd like Roisin to research or a question you'd like us to put to somebody, please let us know what it is. You can text us here at any time at 53106 uh, or email us at thehomeshowwithnewstalk.com and we do read every single one. And don't forget to check out the Home Show podcast on the News Talk website. Thank you to the production team today, Gareth Mulhall, who is producing, JJ Clark and Stephen McLoon on Sound. Up next, Bobby Kerr takes aim as he goes for a spot of archery in Kildare. Duck, everyone. Have a great weekend and we'll see you all next week. The Home Show with Colour Trend. Bring home Irish colour with Colour Trend paint. This is News Talk. Sisu Clinic is an innovative, doctor-led aesthetic destination where beauty meets medicine. As one of Ireland's leading aesthetic clinics, we offer the most advanced beauty treatments in the world. Our doctors will partner with you to enhance your natural beauty so you radiate inside and out. And with 14 clinics across Ireland, there's a Sisu Clinic nearby. Your evolved beauty journey starts here. Visit sisuclinic.com to book your free consultation.